everyone welcome in to watson's playbook to episode number 27 of Watson's Playbook here. Hope you guys have had a fantastic week. I've had a pretty good week. We've been, um, like we talked about last time, but getting uh, the house and everything. So we started cleaning up the house we're in now to get ready to move. Eventually, we got a lot of things to get rid of. So we're just kind of starting that process and just kind of anxiously waiting um, to start that process and move over there. But not much here, just working. Trying to get more hours of work and, you know, make that money. So I wish you guys the best and thank you all for who jump on and listen. Uh, we got the headlines here about to jump into. Um, so let's go ahead and start that. Headlines number one. This is week 10 of the NFL. The Patriots upset the Baltimore Ravens in a rainy Sunday night game. I don't know if you guys were able to watch this game. Um, it was a defensive game. Uh, Lamar Jackson actually out through Cam Newton, but still ended up losing. He he had two hundred, uh, I believe it's two hundred forty nine yards. Cam Newton only threw for one hundred and eighty nine yards. The problem with the Ravens, and they're kind of gone on a, on a little bit of a a uh, little bit of a slump here. The problem with the Ravens is once you get the Ravens up by double digits, they they're not built to come back. They're more of a run the ball first. We play good defense. We're going to run the ball. The offense they have is made specifically for Lamar Jackson's talents. He's he's a better runner. We all know that. I, I don't like. I don't think he's great at throwing the football. That's the knock that he has. So when you need to score points quick, when you get down, they can't do that. Actually, Lamar Jackson is zero and six when Shelly by ten points or more, and they they were down by ten in this game, and they lost twenty three to seventeen. Something that Baltimore is going to have to figure out. Another thing, too, um, on, on the Ravens and on Lamar Jackson is he came out last week and he said that the defenses are calling out the offensive plays. He said they know what's coming. Um, that's probably because the NFL has figured out your offense, Lamar Jackson. 
And so now Lamar, they've got to make some changes there, I believe, to throw off the defenses. Because now Lamar has plenty of tape on how they're going to run his offense. And now they've got to go out there and make those changes. I think uh, if they don't make those changes, the Baltimore Ravens could be in trouble if that's the issue of defenses are really calling up plays on the other side of the line. All right, guys, we're going to head into number two here. Rams slow down Russell Wilson and control this game as they went 23-16. to It really didn't seem that close. I watched this game from top to bottom, and it looked like the Rams had control of this game uh, pretty much throughout the whole thing. Russ made some poor decisions with the football. He has 10 turnovers this season so far. He has been careless with the football. There was a play that he's, he could have ran the ball for about 15 yards, got the first down. As he decided to start running, he could still throw. He's behind the line of scrimmage. He throws across his body and gets picked off in the end zone. He throws two interceptions this game. Um, I don't, he's pretty much dropped himself out of out of the MVP race as of late. He had zero touchdowns, two interceptions in this game. Um, did not look very good. This offense did not look very good. Jalen Ramsey, the shutdown corner, did just that. It took Metcalf out of the game. He only had two catches for 28 yards and really made him ineffective in this football game. And the the Seattle Seahawks, if Russell Wilson's turning over the football and they're not able to somewhat run the ball and they have to rely on their defense, this, this is not going to go very good for them. Their, their, their defense is not very good at all, and uh, the Rams look pretty good this week. Um, of the 23-16 win and slowing down Russell Wilson. Number three, Tua starts 3-0 and in his NFL career as he beats the Chargers 29-21. It's a battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Herbert threw for 197 yards, uh, which was more than Tua. Tua hasn't been picking up awesome numbers, um, but he's 3-0. This Miami defense is what Tua can lean on. As long as Tua doesn't come out there and make big mistakes, they um, look like a very good football team. Tua has been improving each week um, as we've seen that. And the Miami defense is, is just slowing down teams. They held Herbert to 197 yards. It may be his lowest in his career so far because he's started this year. But they beat uh, they beat the Miami or the Miami Dolphins beat him this week. I, I, I thought uh, I thought Herbert was going to play a little bit better, but he ran into a really good defense and um, they ended up losing that one. Number four, the Bills stampede falls short as the Hail Murray with one second left gets the victory. Bills drove down the field. This is a back-and-forth game and a really good football game between these two. They drove down the field, and they went up 30-26 to as Diggs makes a great catch, a great pass, and a great catch. The end zone, they went up by six with 43 seconds left. Murray drives down with 43 seconds left, uh, and he throws a 43-yard Hail Mary. There's 11 seconds on the clock. He, he rolls out to his left, breaks a tackle, heaves it up 43 yards, and DeAndre Hopkins catches the Hail Mary in between three. That's right, three defenders. If you haven't seen this play, which you probably have, it's literally all over the social media. It was an amazing play. I, I, um, I was watching the Rams-Seattle game. I flipped over to this game. To see the ending, I saw Diggs make the catch. I said, that's pretty much ball game. But Murray comes out, and he gets the job done. DeAndre Hopkins goes up, battles three Bills defenders for the football, brings it down, and they win the ball game 30-26. to 26. It was a 
what a fantastic game that was. Um, or sorry, they went 32 to 30. And that was the final score of that game. Number five, the Steelers continue to dom- to dominance. Sorry, the Steelers continue their dominance as they bounce back from a lousy performance last week. They handle the Bengals 36 to 10 to remain undefeated. Will they continue this undefeated streak? Will they remain and go 16 and 0 heading into the playoffs? I don't know. Um, it looks like they got a good chance to, but I, you know, I think they got to face the Chiefs and they, they have to face Baltimore again. So those are two games which will be tough to win. But uh, they beat the Steelers. They beat the Baltimore already one time this year. They could probably beat them again. That that defense that was tough. This is Baltimore. We'll see if they can go 16-0. I don't know. And the Jets remain winless um, this week too as well. So you got two teams that one's undefeated and one is not got that first victory yet. So um, it's interesting that we still this late into the year have have that going on in the NFL right now. So. Um, and that is it for the headlines. It was, there was only a couple those couple good games this week. Not much happening other than that. The, um, the Saints end up winning the football game, but they lose Drew Brees. He uh, has a couple broken ribs and a punctured lung. All right, I'm going to welcome in my buddy Jeff. What's going on? What's going on? What, what is his name? What is his name, Jeff? I can't think of his name. Um, um, uh, he's backup quarterback for the Saints. I'll look it up. Jameis Winston, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Jameis Winston is going to step in and, and, and play because Car- because Drew Brees has the multiple fractures of the ribs and a collapsed lung, so we're going to see him play. Um, I'm having a brain fart today, apparently. I can think of names. <laughs> but, uh, it happens. Uh, yeah, it happens. Um, how, how have you been, Jeff? How have you been this week? Pretty good. Just uh, doing a new project with um, this film guy. Uh, doing doing a it's like a poster like a movie poster but he's also going to put it on Instagram and Facebook I think so working on that my last project I did for their Instagram stuff and I did another one for a logo but we're still that's a process for the logo he did email me and tell me that the logo not the logo the uh Sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, the they have like awards. So the the TV show that he's produced won a couple awards, and I did the um, put the awards laurels on, which is like that. You sometimes you'll see them in films where it'll be like this one a Venice award, this one a, and it has those little like leaves around yeah. the sides. So those are laurels, and so they I made those basically made those and then uh, put them in an image and then added some depth to it. Like some, I added the, I made the characters kind of pop out. So they're, they're kind of seems like they're like the laurels are kind of within the image. So those got a lot of traction on social media, thousands of people. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, <laughs> which is kind of weird. I'm like, what is going on? So, so I'm working on this. I'm working on this poster. I'm doing some, uh, some adding some of the awards to it and then kind of making it look, you know, interesting. I got to add a photo effect to it, but he's pretty patient. He's pretty cool about stuff. So other than that, um, 
I've been working at my, you know, my regular job, um, which is pretty good, but it's getting busier. So I think they said it, it was going to get busier here in the next few weeks. So, which is cool. Um, my boss actually the other day was like, Hey, can you stay here all day today, but only work full a day next week, one day. And it was on a Friday. I was like, I don't think I can. <laughs> I had to run a bunch of errands. So I was like, I don't know if I can, but, uh, well, they get, they were waiting for a lot of seeds to come in. So I think when, when seeds come in, they have to do like a germination process and they have to get certified if they're organic, if they're not organic. And so it's a process. And so during that process, I didn't have a lot going on. Like I'd finish a lot of my stuff and just kind of be sitting kind of waiting. But, um, other than that, it's, it's been busy because a lot of those, now that process is finishing. So now we're starting to see more seats come in for me to print packets for and stuff. So, but other than that, my, it's unfortunate, but my sister ended up getting COVID. So yeah, she's actually a surgical tech. So she's kind of in the front lines with all this COVID stuff and she's having to kind of go through things and see a lot of things. And so it's been a crazy time for her, but I think there was three different there were three nurses that got it and she, I think interacts with them. And so she's at home now, kind of, kind of waiting it out. She's not having any bad effects. So she just kind of like feels kind of tired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, she's, she's fine. So she's kind of waiting to see, and at least she's, you know, she's getting, she's more of a medical side of it. So at least she kind of has an idea of what to expect. Right. Which is pretty good. Well, that, well, that, that's the crazy thing with this, the COVID. And I, I've, I've never seen anything. I don't think we've any, every, anybody's ever seen anything like this, but one thing is like, it affects everyone differently. Right. And, uh, I, I saw a report on the news the other day where this lady's had these symptoms and had been affected over four months and still isn't better. And, so yeah, man, it, it affects everyone differently. Um, and it has lingering effects and it, you know, it's, it's insane. And we don't know, I guess we won't know for a couple of years from now, I guess when they do some studies about how it really affects you and uh, the hair can do some long-term lamp damage to your lungs and heart and all sorts of craziness. So, yeah, that's, that's the one that uh, kind of always gets me. It's like, what will this do to people in two years? You know, it's kind of like a lot of people think of, you know, and it's obviously this is a different situation, but a lot of people look at 9-11 and they go, wow, like all those people died that day. And I said, a lot of people died that day, but there's a lot of people that died after because they inhaled all that debris and they ended up getting, um, you know, it was like asbestos poisoning. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's crazy. You see that image where all that that clouds coming down the street, that debris. That all those people that were covered with that have been sick years and years later. Some of them, a lot of them, have died. Like so, it's just kind of like the aftermath. Even after they cleaned everything up and everything, there's there's a lot a lot more people that died after nine eleven 
as opposed to like the day of 9-11. So that's the interesting part about this virus is like, what will things look like after, you know, cause it will do this wax and wane. I told my wife that I said, we're not done. You know, at one point she was like, Oh, we're done with it. I'm like, no, I'm like, we're going to be dealing with this for many years. Oh, wow. yeah. so, I mean, I mean, it's going to come back. It's going to go away. It's going to come back. It's going to go away. You're going to see spikes. You're going to see dips. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be one of those things until finally, I think everybody, once we have that vaccine, I think everybody will finally kind of feel a little bit more comfortable because even if you get it, you can get a vaccine. You know what I mean? So right, right. If you go to the if you have to go to the hospital, it's just okay. Right. Give me the vaccine, and um, right. you know, and 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 one thing they didn't know is is and it brings it kind of wraps it back into the sports here is um some of these players that got it in college football um were having enlarged hearts and they didn't know if it was because COVID if it was a reaction to that or not. Hmm. And that brings that brought a lot of issues when it first when 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 they first did these studies when COVID first started about because if it started having that effect, you know if you have an enlarged heart in sports, you could die in the field any second. Like it's yeah. that's a serious thing, and a lot of times you don't play sports because. But um, they found out that they don't think it was because COVID, and they didn't know. So it's a very scary thing. Even if you get it, even if you get it. In, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing asymptomatic people it doesn't really affect, but they, I mean, uh, the radio show I listen to on the radio here, 105.3, there's a guy that got it there. They've had a couple of people actually get it, but one guy said it hurt to text, like just to pick up his phone and text. That's how energy draining this thing is. Uh, it's insane, man. And I hope your sister, does, I hope she's asymptomatic and she doesn't feel anything and doesn't have anything like that. And she can go back to work pretty soon. So, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's been, that's been, you know, going on and that was recently, I think we just found out yesterday. So, um, so that was, that's kind of crazy. And, and we're supposed to be planning to go Texas for Christmas. So we were going to go for Thanksgiving, but, uh, uh, my wife's like, hey, let's just, let's just chill out. Let's go to your mom's and everything. And I, I have two days, I have things, uh, Christmas day off, and uh, I have the day after, I think the day after Christmas off or Christmas Eve and Christmas day off or something like that. I have two days off and it kind of bleeds into the weekend. So um, nice. we're going to we're gonna try to head to Texas for Christmas and hopefully my sister's um, better uh, by then because my mother-in-law's got rheumatoid. So she's like real sensitive oh, yeah. uh, immune system. So my wife's like kind of freaking out there. So, <laughs> but, um, outside of, outside of that, I mean, I didn't watch Rocco game cause I was just like, I, I don't know uh-huh. what was going on Sunday, but, and then I looked, was, at, the score, I looked at the score and I was like, Oh, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> it was one you do. We could have missed there, Jeff. Drew locks with four interceptions. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw, we want to talk a little bit about the Broncos I saw an article. I thought, I, I don't know. I thought it was a little ridiculous. It makes sense. It was a little ridiculous. It was saying basically is Jerry Judy's career in the NFL being wasted because Drew Locke's not a very good quarterback. And I'm like, first of all, he's a, first of all, Drew, Jerry Judy's a rookie. All right. He hasn't had a career yet in the NFL. Um, and he's figuring out a new system and Drew Locke's figuring out everything. So I'm like, 
it's not like it's not like Jerry Judy's been in the league for five years and his numbers aren't very good because they're quarterback. I'm like, let's let's simmer down there uh, in Denver with well, the articles. Like, that's a problem. little too way too early for this conversation. Way too early. For this the issue I have with um, okay, so the thing is, is that you either have to be good right away or you're not good at all, and I just think that's ridiculous. Um, you go back and you look at John Elway. John Elway wasn't good when he first started. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And then it clicked. And I think the thing that people need to understand is that Drew Locke played four games prior to this season. Right. And then on he, ha- top he of hasn't that, had a full season. Think about this. When he played those four games, it was under a different coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still had our main coach, Vic Vangio, but still. It, the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach were different. Then this new season comes. We get a totally different new coaching staff. They cannot meet. They cannot communicate with one another. They can only uh, Skype or video message or whatever. And then you top that off with our offensive line is figuring itself out. We've had multiple injuries on the offensive line so far, um, especially left tackle. And then uh, you got to also take into consideration uh, some of our weapons have been gone. His his go to guy's gone. Sutton's out. Uh, Fant's out. You know, it's just like he's missing pieces. You know, and it's not like I mean, I would love to have the best offensive line in the league, best offensive uh, receiving core in the league with him and at the helm. Uh, sure, yeah. If you give him the best offensive uh, line in the league, like a, like a uh, Dak Prescott situation, yeah, he'll thrive immediately, immediately. But you give him a team that's extremely young and figuring it out with a new coaching staff that they've never dealt with before on top of injuries, you're going to have a crazy season and he's going to have moments where he's something happened. And to, to get to the Jerry Judy thing, there were multiple times this season, Jerry Judy dropped passes right at him, just right at him. And he dropped them. And I'm just like, you know what? I understand this is a system. You're learning it. You're 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 getting excited. They throw the ball. You're you're like yes, and then you see you, you try to turn. As soon as you catch it, you drop the ball. I mean, it just happens. Those are rookie mistakes. So Jerry Judy is going to be good. Drew Locke, I do think he will be an average to above average quarterback. I don't think this is an elite quarterback. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I don't think that's the case. But why do we have to put him in that category? He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He can yeah, be he can be whoever he is. I didn't even read the article. I saw the headline. I'm like, come on with this, man. Get out of here. So I saw that there in Denver, and I, and I saw he threw four interceptions, and I was like, oh, that was a nasty game for him. But I mean, everyone it, has their, everyone's going to have their bad games, and absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I just talked about Russell Wilson. He's he's turned the football over ten times already uh, this season, and um, that's quite a bit of time, especially for Russell Wilson, the, the play I watched him play and the, he could seriously tuck the ball and like, he's going to run it. I'm like, dude, he's got 15 yards where he gets touched. And at the last second, he throws this ball in the end zone and it's picked off. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> you had 15 <laughs> yards. So yeah, man, it happens. Everyone has those games. Drew lock. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's COVID year injury. And, 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 yeah. And it's and also I just thought that article is just way out of line. Wait, I mean, it, it just was stupid. Stupid. I think that people here are, are just so hungry for the team to be better. 
and they're so, they're wanting it so badly, but it's like be patient. Like let this stuff play out. This kid has only been in the league, truly, only been in the league for a year. So right. cut him some slack. Well, not even let a year. Them, I mean, no, no. I, I mean, mean, he. I mean, he's set behind Joe freaking Flacco, but that ain't much help. He no. only played four games last year. Like you said, all the issues going into this season. Um, yeah, it's just, it's tough to judge him from. I know. From I know out. his. I know his mentor is uh, Peyton Manning. I know that they communicate a lot, um, and he goes to uh, their. I think during the off season, he goes to the little. I don't know their quarterback. Quarterback camps. Yeah, it's, or whatever. So I mean, he's trying. The kid's trying to learn. All right. Yeah. So let let him figure it out. Like let him figure out his system, his method. The team's obviously behind him. They have no. The team, the offense loves this guy and the team loves this guy. So let, let it all kind of gel together. Cause it eventually will. And some of these interceptions are either, maybe it's a poor decision, but it's also timing, you know? So it's also maybe a wide receiver didn't turn at the right time. Maybe they didn't cut right at the right moment. Like it's timing too. So just, <laughs> it's like, okay, give them a break, man. Like let it, if we get two more seasons of this, then I will start worrying about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna freak out over part of a season that is littered with they couldn't even talk to each other, much less be in person, really, um, with each other during the off season. So I'm not even gonna. Yeah, gonna and, and usually, usually I, I give a quarterback three years, especially a rookie. You give him three years to see exactly what he is, and that way. You know what he basically is going to be. You can either move on or, or keep going with him. So, it's um, totally way too early to throw out the book there on Andrew Locke. Um, let's jump into. We're going to switch gears here. On, on we're going to jump into the sidelines of this uh, episode of Watson's Playbook, and these are just these are just side notes that have gone on, and we got quite a bit here. It's going to be the NBA free agency of side notes, as that's actually started off. And here are some trades that we have heard that we that went through and some rumors that are talked about here in the NBA. So, first of all, the Lakers sent Danny Green in a first-round pick to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. And I really like this pick for the Los Angeles Lakers. I, Los Angeles Lakers, I thought this was a great move for them. Danny Green, to me, we overpaid him, and he was not that great last year. He averaged eight points a game. Not going to get the job done. We send him over to the Thunder and pick up Dennis Schroeder, who's a really good ball handler, and he averaged 18 points a game last year. Um, so then picking up Schroeder adds more points, adds 10 more points a game. Um, he's a really good ball handler. And picking him up is basically going to um, probably knock off um, Rajon Rondo. He'll probably, he's actually already hit the free agent market. So we'll see what happens there. Big thing here, Jeff, and I'm not too worried about it, but it's got me a little nervous. Anthony Davis turned down a deal from the Lakers and will hit the free agent market. Um, he wants a bigger deal. So that's, to me, is huge. If, if we lose Anthony Davis, the Lakers are basically nothing. You can't do it with just LeBron. Um, I, I think to get the deal done, he, he turned down their $28 million offer. I think he, he said he's looking for a bigger deal. I think they get the job done and work it out. I'm not sweating too much right now, but they have till December. I think the middle of December to figure out that, uh, contract. 
Yeah. I think he'll sign back. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. Me neither. I, I mean, you know, outside of, outside of maybe, I don't think he'd go to the Nets. Um, oh, no, no. Um, oh, it made me want to throw up. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, the chemistry he had with LeBron James last year, I think he signs back up for that. He coming off his championship. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's just got to figure out, they got to figure out what they're able to spend on him. And, and hopefully he finds it valuable enough. That's a respectable deal for him. And he can come back and LeBron James isn't got that many years left in my opinion. And this is going to be Davis's team when LeBron James leaves. So, um, yeah. Hopefully we're able to lock him down pretty good. Uh, a big one here, Jeff. The Milwaukee Bucks sent um, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill to the Pelicans for Drew Holiday, and they give up three first-round picks for Drew Holiday. They also added um, Bo, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from Sacramento. Hoping he, they're hoping these two guys will help Giannis and to Kapupatumpo. Uh, I probably butchered that last name, but the Greek freak they want him to stay in Milwaukee. And my, my biggest problem with, with, with the Greek freak is he's come out before and said, I, I'm not leaving Milwaukee. It's not happening. I don't want to join super teams. I want to beat them. And recently he's come out and said, it just depends. It depends on what's going to happen. Um, so he may be flip flopping. I hear some, some teams are trying to influence him away from Milwaukee and Milwaukee said, we're going to do everything we can to get you to stay here. They added Drew Holiday. They added Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is a guy from Sacramento. He's a really good three-point shooter. Uh, that'll help them out a lot. Drew Holiday's been a good guy. He's been a good basketball player. He's a he's a, he's a good basketball player. He's not great. Um, they have Chris Middleton there with Giannis. Do you think that's enough to keep him to stay, or do you think he, you think he leaves next season? So he has one year left on a contract, or did they, or did they tag him? Do they have tags in the NBA? They don't have tags now. The, the, what the, what the NBA does that's uh, not a tag, but the NBA allows the team that has them to offer them the most money. So um, they can offer him eighty more million dollars than another team can. So if they, if that keeps them as an incentive to keep your players, because you can make the most money if he leaves. He'll be leaving about $80 million on the table to go somewhere else. Okay. That's uh, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I would say, man, if they do, if they, if they really, if they make the finals stays, but if they get bounced, I think he's out. Right. And I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think, I don't think Bogdan Badanovich and Drew Holiday are the splash players that he was looking for. I think he was looking for a superstar. Um, Chris, I and, think Chris Paul would have been a good fit there. Um, Anthony Davis. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if they can play together very much, but um, yeah. I don't know. He was looking for someone else. So uh, we'll see what happens. We, this NBA season is going to be interesting. They're starting right off the bat. Um I just don't know. And I think you're exactly right is it's going to depend on where they, how far they get this season and, and, and if he leaves or not. So the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks are really want him to come and, and play with Luca. I think that would be a great matchup. The other rumor is Jeff is that he's already going to be headed to Miami after next season. 
at, they just went to the championship. They, they got dominated by the Lakers. Um, I think he would fit in really well with Miami. I would like to see him there. I would also like to see him in Dallas playing with Luca. Um, but we'll see. That's it's going to be a remainder ongoing conversation uh, the rest of this year and in, in the next season. I have one thing to talk about in terms of NBA free agency real quick. This is as of 50 minutes ago. The Atlanta Hawks are in play to acquire Boston Celtics forward Gordon Hayward. That's according to Chris Haynes. Who's oh, a, nice. I guess he's the senior senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports and TNT. So he's 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 reporting that about an hour ago. Um that to me that's not going to do much in my opinion. Um for the Hawks. I mean the Hawks are a team um they got they got uh what's his name Trey Trey I forget his last name. He's a rookie he came out with uh Luka Doncic um Trey Young. He came out from Oklahoma. He's a good player. He's a great basketball player. He put up um good numbers. He could score the ball. J- Hayward is a guy that was he had his career in front of him. Uh, he came from Utah, went to the Boston. They had really expect high expectations, and then he got that awful leg injury, and he's been in and out with injuries ever since. Um, maybe he goes there and, and can really take off, but I just don't know. I don't think it's that big of a move. Jason Hayward is is a name around the NBA, but he hasn't been much since he broke his leg, in my yeah. opinion. But They're probably just dumping that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Maybe. making some cap space. The Boston Celtics are a team that are, is young. They keep that that core together. I think they're a the team to to fight in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, the Suns trade four players. They're all nobodies. Uh, they trade four. <laughs> they are. They're just a bunch of. There's just a bunch of nobodies. They oh, trade God. them in a first in a first round pick to the Thunder for Chris Paul. Um, and apologies to any of the Suns fans. Um, by the way, just to kind of uh, apologize there because Brian just called your players nobody. So that's they not. were like Ricky Rubio is the, the 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 guy that I know the name of, and I'm like he's not even he's not that good. So hopefully, they, yeah, Daniel, hopefully Daniel Melgado's not not watching <laughs> this podcast here because I know he's a Suns fan. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but they're hoping. They're hoping to um, they're hoping Chris Paul bring in some leadership to the team and, and bring that veteran ex, um, experience. Now, the problem with him and, and the reason why he's not on a bigger team, like, a, like you know, a bigger market like the Lakers or the Clippers or someone like that, he makes too much money, Jeff. He's 36 years old. He's getting older. He played really good last year in Oklahoma. He's a good leader. Uh, but he's 36 and he's getting paid 40 million a year. So that's why the Suns had to give him four players so they can they could uh, work out that uh, salary there. But so he goes there to play with um, Devin Booker, who's a beast. There's rumors he wants out of San Antonio, not San Antonio. Sorry, he wants out of Phoenix. Uh, he just signed a big contract with them for I think five years, but there's rumors he already wants out. So um, that's gonna be interesting right there. And one of the biggest things, Jeff, the biggest headline of them all, all right? James Harden turned down a two-year, $100 million extension from the Houston Rockets. It would have made him the first player in in NBA history to get paid $50 million a year. He turns that down, almost sealing his trade out of Houston. Now, rumors, Jeff, 
is he wants to go play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving up in with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this could happen. This could very much happen. That there's strong leads going into that. Um, I <clears throat> I kind of want to see, it, and then I don't because it would be a super team. You got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, who played with Kevin Durant in Oklahoma. Want they want to meet back up and play? But to me, I think this would be a big. Um, it would be. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah, know how to explain it. Gamble. It, It'd be a cluster F, in my opinion, Jeff. It'd be a cluster because, first of all, Kyrie Irving's a cancer, all right? Kyrie Irving is a cancer to any team he goes to. He went to Boston, but he won with LeBron because LeBron was there. He left LeBron James, went to Boston Celtics. That team underachieved when he was there. Um, He says, I'll be back, Boston. I'll be back. You sign me if you want me. I'm coming back next year. He leaves and goes to Brooklyn. What do Boston's do? What does Boston do? They play better. Brooklyn Nets had him. They play with Brooklyn Nets. They were one of the worst teams in the league. He gets injured. He out for the year. Brooklyn all Brooklyn made the playoffs last year without him. Um, he, he, I believe Kyrie Irving's a cancer. I believe Kevin Durant um, is a. I don't like Kevin Durant either. He's a crybaby. And um, I, I do like James Harden, but I just don't think they will mesh well together. Um, they're all going to want the ball in their hands when the shots, you know, when the, when the final uh, 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 shot clock goes off. I just think it's going to be a, um, a big cluster F, in my opinion. Well, I mean, again, apologize to any other Kyrie Irving fans or the Kevin Durant fans. Brian just called one of them a baby and one of them a cancer to a team. Coming um, in with hot takes, Jeff. Coming <laughs> in with hot takes here. So, it's, it's kind of interesting. James Harden, if James Harden and Durant and Westbrook, I wonder how long, if they had stayed together for a little longer, what that team would have been like. Right. Uh, they left for a reason. Uh, why? I don't know. I don't think we ever will. Um, why James Harden left? Probably. I mean, obviously he wanted to get money that he'd get paid, but you know, it, there was obviously a reason he wanted to leave. There was obviously a reason Durant wanted to leave. Um, it's like, would this change the Nets? Would this make them a better team? On paper, yes. Chemistry, I don't know. You know, right. why would he turn it down? Is the question. Because he wants out. He's he's wants right. out, but where will he go? Well, the, the, know, the rumors. He could, he could. Well, the rumors are Brooklyn or um, Philadelphia. Ooh, Those are the two rumors cheating up. Philadelphia would be interesting. I'd rather see him go there and, and play with um, Embiid and his old coach, I believe, signed there. So, it, no, my bad. My bad. His, his old coach is the assistant coach now for the Brooklyn Nets. My bad. Um, uh, Daryl Mooring, the, the, um, the owner, or, or the, not the owner, but the GM from Houston went to Philly, and he wants him to come there. My problem I have with James Harden is, look, he, he is a fantastic basketball player. He, he scores a lot of points. 
He plays defense when he wants to, and he's actually a decent defender defender when he wants to play defense. But his his the way he plays, it's ISO ball, and it, it doesn't go well with a lot of other players. And I think that's why a lot of people have left Houston. Westbrook wants out of Houston as well. So we're about to see the Houston Rockets go from two superstars made the playoffs last year. If they both leave, um, you're going to look at Houston Rockets and think, wow, they're not even going to make the playoffs this year. So big changes there. Mm-hmm. You know, the net, if he goes to Brooklyn, the Nets will be a good basketball team. I'm not saying yeah. they won't. Will they, no. will they go up against a and win a seven games against the team that has more chemistry? Um, probably not. I don't, I, I don't yeah. see it, especially look, look, look at this year, the Los Angeles Clippers, um, got all these basketball players and you're like, man, this team's loaded. They should win the championship. And they, they hated each other. There was rumors in the locker room that they literally hated each other. They, they dislike Paul George. I hear they're looking to trade him away. Um, so chemistry goes into a lot of it. Um, especially when you, there's only five people on the court. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but, but him turning on that, that hundred million dollar extension basically says, get me the heck out of here yeah, and let me go play a, where I want to play. That's a lot of money to turn down for a short period of time. And it's an extension, <laughs> which means yeah, it was an like, extension upon what he was already It's not even a new contract. Like this is right. just more money added on to whatever he's getting paid already. And he said no. So and, I mean, and they'll, James, they'll be able to get a lot back for him. If James Harden truly wanted to stay in Houston, he would have taken that. Or oh, he, there would, or there would be a negotiation for maybe more years. Definitely more money, more um, years, something. Definitely. So, and I'm not, when I, I do that, I don't think anyone's hearing that. So, I think I think he's on his way out. I think they're trying to figure out what to do there because if Westbrook wants out, that's easier to turn around. James Harden's going to be a little bit tricky because. You know, I don't know what his what the value of his contract is right now. Somebody's going to be eating money, so well, yeah, they'll, they'll make it work. My my problem with I think I think getting rid of Westbrook will be a little harder because he gets yeah. in that late paid a lot of money and he's not very good. So yeah, that's true. He he doesn't shoot the ball very well. He thinks he does, and he ha- he shoots all these three point shots. And he, there's certain there's certain systems that Westbrook plays well in. Um, there's certain systems that James Harden play well, and I just don't think they play well together. Um, no. And Westbrook, I don't think Westbrook can be your main guy on the team. He needs to be number two or number three. Um, but we'll see where all that lands. And he, I could see, I, I definitely, really could see a, I definitely could see a process of where possibly even Westbrook going to Golden State. It seems like a team that work would work better with him as like a, a sixth man. You know, yeah, yeah, the bench. Thing. Well, he's he's getting paid too much money to come off the bench. Really. Well, but but um, you know what I mean. You, he, yeah, yeah, a piece, a piece, and a a bunch of other pieces that are really good. I mean, you would have probably one of the highest scoring teams in the league. They they would be shooting like crazy. Um, so you know, it would be interesting to see him maybe on some like a Golden State where Golden State's wanted to make a big push now you know they they had a lot of injuries they didn't do anything um now everybody's supposed you know knock on wood everybody's healthy and this yeah. seems going to be completely different than what they were what they showed this last season and so. they got the number two pick in the draft the draft is wednesday night so um see who they add there um golden state's one of those teams that i think we kind of forget about because they were so bad last year because they had all those injuries so you're gonna add them back into the mix another thing too 
you know, Houston doesn't do very good. Um, and the Suns, I don't, I don't know if the Suns are going to make the playoffs. That's opening up more room for the Mavericks to get a higher seed. Um, and see what Luca can do this year. They're, they're talking about keeping the powder dry right now so they can hopes to get Giannis next season. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't, if I'm a player in the NBA, um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come play with Luca. So, uh, well, what he well, does, I think there's, some, there's, there's some connections there. I don't know what it is. I know they played in Euro. Um, there's connections with Luka Dodge and Giannis. And I don't, I don't know the specifics behind it, but I know somehow they, they know each other, you know, like they've either played against each other or they played around each other or they were, they were close when they, when they were in Euro uh, league and stuff. So I don't, I know that there's something about both of them and there's some kind of chemistry there. And I just don't know what, but if they were to, if he were to come to Dallas, I mean, Chris Porzingis, I mean, yeah, he's there, but it would be Luca and Giannis. It would be yeah. one, two, one, two. It would right. be Luca's team and the, uh, Giannis would be number two. Yeah. And then Porzingis would be number three. And I think, you know, the Mavericks made the Porzingis deal and, and Porzingis is a good basketball player. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of injury issues. He's going to miss the start of this year. He, he, you know, he, yeah. he missed his knee. He's going to be out the start of the season. Um, that was breaking news on 105.3 the other day as they had on um, Donnie Nelson. And he said, yeah, we're going to, you know, he won't be ready for the, the start of the NBA season. I, I, you know, I think it's just because of the fact that they're, they're doing their, you know, they had a really quick off season here, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. Porzingis, I think for them to win, they need Porzingis to be that third guy. I don't think he could be a second guy because you just can't rely on him as far as being there healthy, health, health wise. Um, but things are set up really well in Dallas. And I, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't care much for the Dallas Cowboys, but I have nothing against the Dallas Mavericks. And I hope Luca, uh, is able to get, get a ring because he deserves it. He, he is just, I, I will turn on Dallas Mavericks basketball game just to watch Luca play. Um, that's how good he is. That's how good he, he is going to be. Um, and you know, he's doing things. I know it's only one year, uh, but he's doing things that Dirk has that, that never, Dirk never did. So, um, it's crazy. So, but, um, yeah, that is your sidelines edition. It was mostly the NBA because that was going on. Oh, I got one more thing to throw in there, Jeff. Sorry, one more thing. And this has to do with college football. And I brought this up um, a couple months ago when these allegations first were brought up. LSU was under fire um, because Darius Geist, the running back for the Washington Redskins, former team as known as the Washington Redskins, um, he was let go by the team because a, a sex, um, what was it? It was, uh, I think, uh, um, it was a domestic violence, right? Mm-hmm. And later on, you heard two women come out um, from um, come out and say that he he actually raped them when they were when he was the LSU running back, and the and the team hit it up. Well, Jeff, a big report comes out on Monday, and I actually talked about this a little little long, long time ago when when the first incident happened. A report came out Monday that eight women have come out now in cases charged up against LSU about them hiding this sexual conduct, rape, domestic uh, abuse, hiding all that going on 
and nothing came of it. They let the players stay on campus, um, gave them a little slap on the wrist and allowed them to play. And if this is all true, you're going to have heads rolling in LSU and it will be the biggest program um, to be caught doing that. Um, Penn State was a big one with when Jerry Sandusky and all that broke a couple years ago. Um, but this LSU one would be huge. Coach Orsh, if this is true, that coach, uh, oh, uh, what's his name, Orgeron, who I, I really like. I watched their team last year. I really like the LSU Tiger. He's got to be fired. Their heads have to be rolled. Um, same thing happened to the Baylor coach, uh, Art Bryles. When that happened in Baylor, he got canned. Uh, a lot of people got canned there. So you could see this breaking news uh, after the end of the season probably where they start, if this if this really gets going, um, you can see some head rolls in LSU. And exactly, it's exactly what they deserve. I think any college that hides this and protects the football player um, is, is sick. It's ridiculous. It's sick. You know, I got four girls, Jeff. And, um, you know, if that ever happened to them, I would be up at the college in a heartbeat calling for heads to roll. I just think it's ridiculous. Um, no one's above the law. Not these cultural players. I don't care if they're helping you win championships, helping you win football games, that that goes on and that these people just slide you on the rug like it's no big deal because they're winning football games. So LSU could be under some hot fire uh, on the hot seat coming up uh, pretty soon. So look which forward. Is, which is kind of crazy because LSU's been doing good. So this is kind of like a sore spot. Um, it would be huge. It would be yeah. huge. It's kind of like Alice. I mean, think about it this way. It's like kind of like Alabama. Something bad happened like that with Alabama. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Like what? The so yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. There's a, a couple documentaries on uh, Netflix. One of them I've watched on Netflix, which is mostly about a football team within a small town, and something like that happened. Um, and it was just like the town just was like, you know, just try to sweep it out of the rug. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, but it's a small town, you know, all they have is that. And it's like this weird teeter totter of like, you know, you gotta have, you gotta bring it back down to like a more humanistic approach and go, well, I mean, but still football is a game and that is a human, you know? So it's just, it's like, uh, I get I get mad at it, Jeff. I really do. It um, uh, it, it really pisses me off. Uh, and, and the same thing happened here in Baylor. And if you if you went to Baylor, you know it's it's in a small town, but that's all they have, right? It's a college. It's huge. Art Browse ends up getting fired. They fired a couple other people. All those other other guys, higher ups, they got jobs right away. Art Bryles took him a while. He's got a job. He's he's coaching high school football team, Jeff. So he's back Mm -hmm. and and, um, coaching the young minds. Um, And I I just think it's ridiculous that he's even allowed to coach again. Um, But yeah, man, it's that that frustrates the heck out of me. That frustrates the heck out of me. All right, man. Well, this week's spotlight of the week is something I've been looking forward to. Um, As, as you know, Jeff, he has, he got the PlayStation 5, and this is going to be Jeff's review of the PlayStation 5. I, I might throw in a couple questions um, f- uh, for you, but um, 
I'm going to leave this time for you to open it up however you want to about the PS5 and um, how awesome it is or how how bad it is. I, I don't know. I haven't played it yet. So you tell me that, Jeff. Tell, yeah, tell it's the, the worst. It's the worst that I ever played on it. <laughs> uh, I, I heard it's, I hear it's blowing it smoke up the top. Oh, wait, it that's broke. <laughs> wait, wait, that's Xbox. I hear smoking out the top of the console. Oh. But <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. So we ended up um, securing pre-orders like the day, like the day that they announced it at the uh, reveal where they first revealed the console or not, not revealed the console, but they, the last reveal before launch and they were like, okay, pre-order, here's the price, here's whatever. And I called GameStop and I'm like, when are y'all doing pre-orders, you know? And they were like today, I was like, all oh, right, well, I'm leaving the house. So I went one store pre-ordered um, one digital and then they were like, you can't pre-order two. I said, but if my wife comes in, can she pre? She's like, it can't be two per store. So I had to go to another GameStop, pre-ordered a, another digital for my wife so that we could have two because they, for whatever reason, wouldn't allow that at the same store. So needless to say, we did. I picked them up, uh, brought them home, kind of unboxed them. The controller, first thing I open up would be the controller and it immediately felt sturdy, solid probably a lot more solid and a lot more sturdy than the ps4 controller um it's it's hard to explain it it's kind of like a premium controller like if you were to like the xbox had like an xbox elite that's kind of what it reminds me of like it reminds me of a type that the sticks don't move they don't just they don't jiggle at any point like they are solid you know they move when you actually move you feel like you have more control over the sticks um and so far, uh, in terms of like when I first booted it up, um, it had an install, which didn't take too long. It was like maybe five minutes um, to install and do an update. But it from the very first time I see the user interface, I'm like, well, this is different. It's different. Um, it's fast. It's good. The user interface is a step above the ps4's interface i know people missed folders there they don't have folders but i think that will come at some point they will include folders i know folders weren't a part of the original launch of the ps4 and that came after like a, maybe a year after or so they had an update where they included folders you could put games in them and so uh they don't have that but in terms of getting in and out of something getting to the store it's super fast. There's no waiting at all with this console. None. Like you want to get to a game, you get to a game, you go, you want to go to the store. I, I had to go, I went to the store icon, which is all the way to the left. And I clicked it thinking like the PS4, where it's like you click it and it's got to open it up and it's got to, you know, pop everything up and everything it was already like it's baked into the user interface. It's weird. It's like, it's already there. And all I had to do was scroll over to the store, little icon and scroll down. That's it. I didn't have to click anything. I didn't have to do anything. I was like, this is crazy. So it's, um, super quick, super fast. And that's that SSD going on. And the first game I wanted to talk about was the pack in game. So if anybody gets a PS five, they're, 
immediately the first game you've got to play is the free game that comes with it called Astro's Playroom. It is the coolest game. It's short. It's not very big. It's not like a hundred hour game or anything like that. This is like a, maybe a four hour experience, but it is the biggest love letter to PlayStation in the world. It's littered with PlayStation nostalgia from the levels, the little robots in the levels that are, some of them are dressed like one of them is a, uh, in a boat with uh, that's Kratos and his son from God of War. The last one, um, you know, some of them I can, there was a part in one of the jungle levels where uh, there's a robot that has mushrooms on his head <laughs> and it's like, looking like the clickers from last of us. And you have the two robots dressed up as Ellie and Joel and they're peeking around the corner. You know, it's just little details like that are, it's just amazing. That is one of the coolest free games I've ever played ever better than better than, uh, um, Wii sports. And Wii sports was probably the best packing game I've ever played. This was <laughs> yeah, Wii Sport, better. Wii sports is pretty good. Now, let me yeah. ask you a question real quick. This game Astro's playroom is basically to, to kind of show off the new controller. Am I correct? Yeah. So when you first start it, when you first start Astro's playroom, um, you immediately get shown uh, like a kind of a tutorial, like, Hey, pull the triggers, you know, and then you pull one trigger and then it shoots like this rocket out of the, um, on the screen, it shoots like a rocket spurt out of the controller, uh, handle. And then you press the other one and it does on the other side and you press both. And then it shows you can use the touch pad, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, um, I think it also, a couple of the robots go into the controller and then you can shake it and you can feel them in there. That's that, um, uh, I don't know if that's the haptic feedback, but that's the the HD rumble kind of experience where it just feels like you can feel them in the controller. It's hard to explain. You have to experience it. But when you experience it, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but this entire game makes sense of that controller 100 percent from the triggers to the rumble to when you go through a, a part where it's sand, you can feel the sand kind of from the speaker of the controller, but also the rumble. You feel the taps. Um, and then when this, there's a part where the wind kicks the sand up and you can feel hitting the controller. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's, and then there's parts where like you have a bow and you can feel that kind of pull. And then release, there's parts where there's a, a little like gun thing that shoots little, um, looks like little bouncing balls or whatever. And you can feel that, you know, uh, kind of that haptic feedback on the triggers. It's just, it takes every piece of advantage from that controller 100%. Matter of fact, the other day I turned the sound all the way down and I just had the controller and I all I could hear were sound effects the entire time. So I was hearing the taps of my feet on the sand. I was hearing the little enemies when I got them. And then I hear the coin, you know, when I took them down and you, you didn't even have to have the sound on the TV. It was incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Um, so that experience was one of the biggest presents of getting the console was like, wow, this is incredible. Matter of fact, so incredible that I platinum the game today. I got the last trophy. <laughs> 
Um, nice. It's so cool. It's and they have little speed runs, and there's a very very big Easter egg at the end when you go through each world, and um, and then you get all these collectibles. Like when you get through these worlds, you have all these things that are like tucked away somewhere, and you pull them out, pull these little like tabs out, and this thing pops up, and it's like this is a PlayStation One. And you can see it. It's all in 3D. You can move it around. You can press the button and it ejects the disk slot and little things. I mean, it's just placed. If you like PlayStation, if you really want to understand the history behind it, that's the game to play. It's so cool. Littered with stuff. I mean, from things that nobody even talked about, things that never came to the United States that they have where you can see it and and be like, what is that? You know, and it's just uh, incredible. It's a one of the coolest gifts that Sony gave to PlayStation Five owners. And so, any anytime you it doesn't this isn't like a timed thing. Like you, anybody gets a PlayStation Five from here until the day that the next system is out, you have Astro's Playroom for free. Um, other than that, I did get to play a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. So some of the backwards compatibility stuff I played. Uh, 60 frames, buttery smooth, amazing experience. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing that game more. But I did get to the big game. The big game that everyone's talking about is Miles Morales. So I got to play Miles Morales. And the reason why is because of ray tracing. That game has Mm -hmm. two different modes. One is 30 frames per second in visual mode, which is the ray tracing. And another one is 60 frames per second performance mode, which is... It has kind of it has reflections, but it's not ray trace reflections. So if anybody knows, like when you're when you take a character and you put him into a, like a walking by a window, it's a one to one reflection of what the game is, what you would actually see in game. So that's ray tracing. So if you're like Spider-Man and you're swinging through and you see all these buildings that you're swinging past and you see reflections off of them, they're reflecting in real time. So you see an airplane in the sky, you'll see it in that reflection off that building. So it's it's and it does it on the ground with puddles. It does it in buildings. If there's like a kind of glossy floor or whatever. Um, and it's just incredible. It's a, I like as, as much as I've I think I respect the 60 frames. I really like ray tracing. So the 30 frames, especially in a story game, doesn't bother me one bit right both, both modes are amazing and the great thing is you have options it's not just one or the other you have options you can choose if you want 60 frames or you can choose if you want 30 frames and you know i think that's awesome i think this generation of consoles you're going to experience more of that you're going to have that option uh which ps4 pro owners have been experiencing for a, a little while not on like any games like Last of Us Part Two or any of these big graphic intense games, but um, like MLB The Show has a performance mode, and I always played at sixty frames. It's not in full four K, but I always played at sixty frames because it just it's a better experience for me at playing a baseball game. Um, but outside of that, it's so fast. It is so fast. I got downloads are fast. I mean, downloads are fast. I downloaded Miles Morales in 20 minutes. Nice. 20 minutes. 
I downloaded miles per hour. Matter of fact, the first day we I had the system, I downloaded Bug Snacks, which is free for Plus, by the way, for two months. So if anybody wants to play Bug Snacks, you can actually play it on PS4 and PS5, um, which is a cool game. I have played a little bit of it, and it's so weird and quirky and strange, but fun um, and awesome for a free game. So you're getting two free games off the bat, not to mention the PlayStation Plus collection, which is tons of amazing, great back catalog games, PS4, um, including one right now, which is my wife's playing God of War. But, um, so, uh, but it's just, the downloads were quick. I downloaded like five games the first night and they were done. I was literally able to play those games. <laughs> so it's awesome. Matter, That's awesome. matter yeah. of fact, I downloaded Warzone. And <laughs> which probably, we all know. Which in probably 30 minutes or less. Which we all know takes can take freaking all day. Exactly. I definitely wanted to test that. And I was like, this has got to be a fluke or something. Something's weird about this. But no, man, it downloads things fast. Downloads are quick with this. So if you have a digital one or if you buy a digital game or even if you have the disc version and they download uh, updates or whatever, updates are fast. Downloads are fast. It doesn't matter. It, it, something is in the system that's causing that. Maybe the SSD, possibly. But And load times, load times are quick. You press start, you're in a Miles Morales, you get to your save, you open up your save, you're in the game. I mean, it's super, it's ridiculous. So expect more of that, um, especially from first party. Sony games are definitely taking advantage of the SSD. And I know a lot of other um, games are taking advantage of the SSD. Some of them are taking advantage of that. Uh, Haptic uh, triggers. So are the force feedback triggers. So it's, uh, I know God of Call of Duty is, and Fortnite is, so I definitely I hope, I hope they all take. I hope they all take advantage of that. I um, want to see. I want to see more of them taking advantage of the controller for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I got. One, I got one question for you, and I I want to see you come up with the same answer that I have. For and I just mine's just going to be on reading reviews because that's all you know. Like I said, I I haven't been able to play it, but. What 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 makes this system next gen, Jeff? What is it that makes this system next gen um, to you? Uh, it's definitely the SSD is going to play a big part, mainly because of world building um, tricks uh, that some of the developers can do. Because it's not just, I mean, load times are it, but it's it, and it can help, and that's definitely a big one. But I think when it comes to like these big, huge, massive open world stuff, that SSD is playing a major part. Um, an example is like, for example, like Miles from Miles, if you skid to the top of a building. And I did this, I, I saw it at night and I was like, this is pretty cool, but I want to see this during the day. And there was a scene where it was during the day. So I went into the top building, looked out and saw it in the day and I could see for miles. Miles. And I'm like, that's the SSD. That's the SSD. Because yeah. it's, you can see it for large distances. You can see, and it, 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 nothing's popping in. That's what's crazy to me. So that's that power of the SSD. Um, the graphics are there, and graphics are going to be amazing on this console. But the, the little things that Sony's doing with uh, 
their SSD is going to play a major part because I know right now that SSD is at 5.5 gigs a second it can read, but I know I've heard that they can even bump that up to about nine or 10 gigs a second, which if that's the case, that's one of the fastest SSDs I've ever heard of. I don't know of anyone that's faster than that at all. So, and one big feature that no one's talking about that I know they're going, they've had patents about it is it's DSSL, which no, it's S I think it's DSSL or something like that. It's like deep system learning, deep system learning, I think DSS. And it's like, it's kind of like if you were to take a 1080p or a 4k image and crop it down to 1440, which is like sub H sub 4k or even 1080. But because you did that, you didn't lose any detail of the 4k assets in the game. So they look just as good as they did, but they're not technically natively 4k. And because you can do that, you can bump the frame rate way up to like hundred frames a second or 120 frames a second without losing any detail whatsoever. So I know they've had patents about that. I know that's been thrown around and it's very possible. And Sony's done this before there's stuff in the system that's not even unlocked yet. So as the yeah. system becomes more and more and more, we will start seeing more things uh, unlocked that we didn't know were there. Cause a lot of this is custom stuff like the AMD, the AMD RDNA two chip, is custom. They've talked about that. They've added stuff to that chip. I don't think we're seeing it yet, but we will start seeing it relatively soon. And I think we'll start seeing it like Ratchet and Clank, or which I think is coming out the first half of the year. Um, full games that are only made for that system is really what you're going to start seeing a lot of this cool stuff with. So maybe the new God of War um, and even. Uh, whatever Naughty Dog's next game is or whatever, but you, you, it, you're definitely going to know it's going to be very interesting. First party wise, what's going to be able, what's going to be possible. Third party. That's tricky. That's tricky because right. their third party has to make games for now. Xbox one, Xbox, uh, uh, one X series S series X, uh, PS five and PS four. And and on also PS4 Pro. So there's going to be this two-year window where I don't know if we'll see too much from third party. So like EA, um, act, you know, uh, Activision, stuff like that, until finally the support for those systems drop. And we only get stuff for PS5, Series X, um, and then Series S. So once that happens that's when we'll truly see the power of the system. As with any console, you're not going to see their true power until a few years in. So, but right. so far, so far, amazing. Amazing. It's it. oh, go ahead. No, no complaints, no complaints. The console is quiet. Again, I don't have a disk drive one, so I can't attest to the disk drive version. I have seen some YouTube videos and the disk drive's quiet. I don't know. There's some of them that maybe be defective, but that's just kind of the belly of the beast when you get hardware day on day one. Um, but it's uh, it's big. It's a big console. It is. Right. It, it's a big weight. Um, they made it for cooling. They made it big so they could cool it down. Um, yeah. So oh. that's 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 why I don't really have much of a problem because it is super quiet and it's cool to the touch. 
Like they have liquid, liquid metal in there. That's cooling the chip. Um, it's, there's a lot of stuff in there that they designed around no loud, quiet and efficient and, uh, cool. And I think that as long as this system, um, as long as people keep taking advantage of the system and you know, first party will for sure. And there's going to be a lot, I think there's gonna be a lot of games coming from first party more than we've ever seen for this console. Uh, that'd be great. I, you know, I, um, that'd be awesome. And, and I asked that question, what makes this system next gen? And you gave me a different answer than I was expecting. So I'm kind of glad you did. Um, you know, the SSD, we talked about it a lot on, on Watson's playbook here leading up to the system it's going to be the biggest thing um from looking online and the reviews i've gotten and when you look at when you look at you know because we talk about the battle of the con the, the console war you know the xbox wants to beat playstation playstation wants to be xbox and when you look at the, uh, the this these gens systems which are you know the supposed to be the next gen systems you look at the xbox you look at playstation and you're thinking okay you know, every every time they come out with a new system, you're expecting it to be faster. You're expecting it to have better graphics. But what else takes it to next gen? And um, what I've been hearing great feedback is the the DualSense controller um, has really changed the way you play games, the way you feel games. And I, from all the online stuff and the reviews and and Facebook groups that I'm in is that that controller is is the game changer for PlayStation and and I, I think that's great I think I, I love that they've they didn't just make another controller right they just didn't make another controller that's different in design because this the PlayStation 4 uh, and PlayStation 5 the design is different than controllers but they put so much more thought into it and you look at Xbox and it's just another controller they really didn't do anything with it so i really love that aspect of it jeff and i mean i could go buy a i could go buy a playstation 5 controller i almost bought i wanted to buy one store the other day jeff i had to stop myself i don't have a PlayStation 5, but i wanted to just put it in my hands and feel it um but i didn't do that but i i hear this is a really the game changer of and, the system and it is outside of the actual like um, structure of games themselves. But outside of that, the controller is top level, top of the line, a hundred percent legitimately the best controller I've ever used. I said that about the PS4. This is not a joke. Like this is, I keep hearing people say that this is probably the best gaming controller ever built uh, to this point. It's just designed perfectly the light that everyone got annoyed with with the ps4 that it's just accent marks around the uh touchpad it's it's light it works it the the actual features of the controller are amazing and the more people demand that these third parties support this controller the better it's going to be in the long run so i love seeing that call of duty is like you know each gun is used differently for the trigger and and you know the even the the pulling back to 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 aim you can feel it you know and the weight of that and i think as uh the more people praise that the more we're going to get it from third party we're going to get it from first party i'm not worried about that this the sony the sony games will have that but right 
as long as we get it from Ubisoft, as long as we get it from EA, as long as we get it from any of these third party publishers, um, it is a game changer. It is a huge deal. This is probably the most unique and different console that they've ever come out with in terms of design in terms of what they're doing, this is the most Nintendo PlayStation has ever been. Period. <laughs> um, and everybody says, everybody, you know, it's like, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times, you know, Nintendo just kind of Wii U and all these things, and they they mess around with different stuff. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But this is the the step in the right direction, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and they're focused. The, and these two these two companies are focused on two different things. Microsoft's worried about Game Pass. That's all they want to talk about: Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And and they're not worried about the actual console itself. And matter of fact, I can guarantee you, this is it for them. They're not they're not they're done with the console space after this. You'll get a little dongle. That's it. So you know this is going to be interesting because they're these two companies are headed in the opposite directions, and one of them is all about service, which. I mean, what we know about services is that you pay your monthly fee, but you don't really know what you're going to be getting, you know, and the other one is your traditional. This is what you're getting. Do you like this game? OK, buy it. Do you like this game? OK, buy it. You know, and that's that's their two different paths. But, you know, one of them has the backbone to prove it. The other one doesn't. Well, and, and, and I kind of think it like this, Jeff, me, me and the wife, we want we go on dates. We like to go to the movies, right? That's our favorite thing to do. We go to dinner. We go watch a movie. We go watch a movie, and you when you sit down at the movie chair, the lights dim down. You're ready for that experience. You're ready for this movie to take you on a um, on a, mo- uh, a, a on a ride, right? Um, and, I, and I think, and I, I can't say for sure because I haven't played it yet. But I think that's where Sony's going with it. They, you know, we talk. I've talked about this before, and we've talked about this before. They want you to experience the game. It's not just a controller. It's not just another video game. They want you to to feel it. They want you to feel like you're the character. They want you to pitch you right into the shoes of the person you're playing. They want you to feel it to the 3D audio, the, the, the dual sense controllers and all that stuff. And that's what I really love about it. And I, I, I think even if growing up and say if I was an Xbox person, that this controller itself would have me going, Hmm, I wonder what they're doing over there in PlayStation. I, I, let me, I gotta, I gotta fill out this DualSense controller. I think this controller is a game changer. Uh, and other than you know, just, just, just the, the graphics and and uh, the speed of the system, which are mind blowing. I think this controller to me is what puts this system over the edge, and I just can't wait to see what else comes from PlayStation. Yeah, and one last thing. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, the console is big console." Like, once you start playing it, it just fades off in the background. You don't even think about it. You know, you're not staring at it all the time. Like, I think when you first get it, you're like, "Whoa," you know. But once you start playing with it, you're just like, (laughs) "I don't even." I'm looking at the screen. I'm playing a game. Like, I'm not looking down at the console. So, so yeah, it's big, but. It is the size of the console to me is not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. it's going to sit on a shelf. Um, maybe it can't fit where the PlayStation 4 used to, but you'll find a place to put it and you'll play the system. And then and, and eventually you won't even notice the PlayStation 5's there. Um, yeah. I, interesting thought I just had is, is, you know, when they come out with the uh, virtual reality, could you imagine a dual sense controller 
with a virtual reality as you put that virtual reality headset on and then you got the feel of the uh of the dual sense with it um i I know i know they use a different controllers for the virtual reality but they could add that aspect into the controllers to pitch you more of i guess of a real feel of that Uh, i don't know if that's something that you've heard about or i don't I mean, uh-huh. if anybody if anybody owns a VR unit, especially a PlayStation One, they'll know that they look looking at that unit. You know, the design of the PS Five was centered around that. You can tell immediately. You know, just the black and white accents, um, and they they were kind of going for that same design structure. So with this next version of that, which will probably be in a few years, I know yeah. that they'll do still. Think about this way. There's a possibility that you're going to be using something more along the lines of like uh, the not I think it's like Oculus, but they have like little uh, hand controllers. And it's very possible that those hand controllers are going to have the dual sense feedback feedback in them. That would be amazing. So that would be amazing. And it's very possible that they'll be it'll be uh, obviously the latency will be completely low. You'll probably have 4K images going on in there as well. And and I think they'll, it will lessen the um, the motion sickness and it will mesh, uh, get it kind of all centered around as one cord plugged into the system as opposed to a million wires crisscrossing like it is now where it's just a pain to set up and anything when I had mine, it was just a pain to set up and I hated setting it up. But ne- with the next one, I guarantee you it'll be a lot easier. And I don't think it's going to be wireless. I know a lot of people talking about wireless, but I don't, I don't for the power that they're trying to go with. I don't think it'll be wireless, but I do think the wire structure will be a lot less with the next right. one versus cause they build everything. Sony always does is they build everything with the future in mind. So right. when they build it, they're thinking, what are we going to be needing later that we would possibly accompany this with? And, you know, they're thinking VR, too. So the system is designed to be a process that once the VR comes out, the system is designed around that as well. Right. Well, awesome, man. That, that's going to, I think, going to end the spotlight of the week. I, I was really interested to see what you had to say about it. Um, I'm, I can't wait to get one and I'm sure all those that do have it are just, um, having a blast playing PlayStation and, and agreeing with everything that you said here tonight. So let's jump in to the top five games of week 11 here in the NFL coming up this week. Number one, Jeff, I got the Rams versus the Bucks, and this is an interesting game. The Bucks the last couple weeks. Not not this last week, but the last two weeks before that, they they've kind of fell off. They they got blown out by the um, they barely beat the Giants, and then they get blown out by the Saints at home. Um, they come back and they win against uh, the Panthers last week, so they seem to get more back on a roll. They're playing the Rams. The Rams defense is really good. Uh, the Bucks defense is pretty good too. I I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers here slightly because I do not trust Jared Goff against a good defense. Uh, I have to agree with that. I do think I'm a big proponent of defense. Um, so I do think that the, a better defense always will be a better offense in the end of the day. I saw that even with the Broncos. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks on that one. I think, you know, and, I, and, uh, I think, ahead, it'll, I think it'll be, I think it'll be close. Yes. I was about uh, to say the same thing. It's going to be close because they got Aaron Donald. They're going to be able to pressure Tom Brady up the middle. 
and put pressure on him. I just think I just think Goff. Um, I don't trust him against good defenses. Uh, yeah. Number two, Jeff, we got the Packers versus the Colts. This is a game. The Packers looked very lethargic this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost a week prior to the, the Minnesota Vikings. No, sorry. That was the week before they beat the 49ers. And then we beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. We look very lethargic. We play the Colts. The Colts offensively is not that big of a threat. They don't put up a whole lot of points. But their defense is number one in the league, Jeff. They have the number one defensive league right now. I'm going to give this game to the Colts. I think the Colts are going to win. I think Green Bay's got to step it up. We got to play with more energy. We looked very bad against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were lucky to beat them. They beat them 24 to 20 this last week. Um, we've got to have some fire because right now we're playing lethargic on offense. Our defense played better. Um, I think our defense will play pretty good. We'll be able to get to Phillip Rivers. I just think the Colts' defense will be a little too much for us to handle. And let alone, Devontae Adams is actually injured again. He injured his ankle last week, uh, this last game against the Jags. I don't know if he'll play this coming up week, but I think the Colts will hand us our third victory of the year. I'm going to go with the Packers. I think somehow, somehow, some way, it's going to be one of those where it's possible that Aaron Rodgers figures it out against the top defense. And maybe they don't. Uh, maybe they're not going to play lethargic. Maybe this. Maybe they are going to be mentally prepared. But if there's anybody that can figure something out. I I, I trust Aaron Rodgers. So I'm gonna go with Packers. You know, I'm hoping you're right. Um, I actually have to work this Sunday, so I'll have to record this game. They actually flex this game. It used to be it was going to be at twelve. They flex it into the midday spot at three thirty. So um, I'll have to record it and watch it on Monday after work. Um, so. But I'm hoping you're right. Uh, Matt LaFleur has got to get this team playing with some fire under them again. So we'll see what happens there. Number three, a divisional game, the Cardinals versus Seattle. There's a three-way tie right now for first place in that division between the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Seattle – or, sorry, and the Cardinals. Uh, This is going to be a crazy good game. The first game they played was crazy good. The Cardinals won in overtime. Um, I've changed my mind on this one, Jeff. I'm going to go with Seattle to win this game. Um, they're playing in Seattle this time. Last time, um, the Cardinals won in overtime, but Russell Wilson turned over the football three times, so that helped him out a lot. I think the, the Seattle Seahawks are going to win this game um, and stop their woes of losing. I'll, I'll have to say Seattle as well, mainly because when it comes to Division games are always going to be close. They know opponents know each other really well. And I do think, I think Russell Wilson knows this team better than he knew playing against the, was the bills, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that he knows this team better. So I think um, when it comes to this, you'll probably be more comfortable against them. And he knows their weapons they have. He knows maybe which, uh, weapons to throw against, which weapons not to throw against. And so I think um, I'll go with the familiarity on that one, mainly because I know like when the Broncos play like any of the division, we kind of know what we're getting ourselves into because we play them enough times. So yeah, I'll go with Seattle on that one just because their divisions and Russell Wilson to me knows this team a lot better. Right. The division games are a lot harder usually. 
because of that. So number four, we got the Titans versus the Ravens. And um, this is an interesting game. Like I said, the Ravens have been um, losing games lately. The Titans uh, have fallen off a little bit of looking like they were going to juggernaut. They were undefeated. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Titans to win this game. It's gonna be a close game, I think. Um, Lamar Jackson. I'm not sold on him as being a elite quarterback, especially throwing the football. Um, they're not a team that when they get down, they can come back. I know I talked about that earlier. I just feel like the Titans are gonna be able to run the ball. Um, Tannehill's playing pretty good this year. So we'll see what happens. I, I just think the Titans win. This is a toss-up game, too. Ravens could jab, jump back on um, and, and start winning some games. But uh, I got the Titans. I think I think the Titans win. It really won't be an upset because they're the same record. But uh, um, people might call that an upset. I, I'm not sure. So what do you think about that game? I definitely wouldn't say upset. But I will say I've always said, and I've said this multiple times, that Lamar Jackson is a better runner than he is a thrower. And a lot of people are like, nah, I was like, I just don't, I don't trust the arm. You know, I know he can make throws and stuff and whatever, but consistently doing it is the question. And, you know, having a game here or there is great, but I think consistently where you get like a Patrick Mahomes, who's consistently throwing the ball good. I don't right. trust. I don't trust Lamar Jackson in that. Um, but I will say I'll give this to the Titans. I, something's wrong with the Ravens, and I'm not sure what's going on there. But if the Titans can come in and take advantage of that, then I could see that happening. So I'll go with Titans. Well, and here's the thing, Jeff. Too, it, it kind of bugged me that 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 Lamar came out and said that you know. Oh, our offense is, you know, the defense is knows what we're doing and the offense is predictable is basically what he's saying. And, and the reason it bugged me a little bit is because Lamar Jackson is, is a unique quarterback, right? And this mm-hmm. the Ravens, the Ravens took him in and they made a whole new offensive system just for him because his weakness is throwing the football. So they had to change up a whole, they had to make a whole new, Offensive playbook, which is genius by the Ravens, and that's awesome. But now that teams have found that playbook, they're you know watching the tape, they know what's coming, and Lamar comes out and says, "Oh, it's predictable. Well, it's predictable because your weakness is throwing the football. They've already had to change up all this stuff just for you. Um, so you're going to have Lamar Jackson's going to have to figure it out. He's got to figure out. He's got to get better at throwing the football." And they got to make those adjustments, but they're but they're limited because of him. Um, right. I know that may make that that seems a little off because they also win games because of him. But they're limited on what their offense can do because his lack thereof of throwing the football, and uh, they can't run a regular offense um, like you would see a Patrick Mahomes where they're slinging the ball over the field. And when this team gets down, that's the problem with this team. They get down by over double digits. They're not made to come back. Right. No, I agree with that completely. So, all right. Uh, number five, we've got the Chiefs versus the Raiders. It was a hard, it was a hard uh, game to choose between. It was hard to find a number, a number five team game because a lot of the other games were pretty bad. And, and this one, 
it's interesting because the Raiders beat the Chiefs last time they played each other. Um, but I got the Chiefs winning this one. I don't think they're going to lose the Raiders again. This one is, uh, I believe it is in Kansas City. And the Chiefs have been on a roll. I looked, I think the Chiefs won this one pretty handily. Uh, I'm going to just, uh, I mean, these are both division rivals, obviously. But um, yeah. I don't like one more than why well, <laughs> you don't like either I, have, but I think i have more hate hatred towards one <laughs> as opposed to the other yes. so, so you i will the say chiefs. i'm gonna pick the chiefs man i don't like the raiders <laughs> i don't like the raiders and you know what i'll apologize to any other raider fans out there i don't like the raider fans too much i mean they're kind of loud and whatever maybe it's changed now that they're in las vegas i don't know but uh I mean, they're just, I just can't. Uh, uh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I like the Raiders, Jeff. Um, and I, I respect the black hole and I respect their fans, Jeff. And it's only for this one reason. Um, back in the day when Brett Favre played, he played a game. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this. It's one of my favorite games I've ever watched in my life. It's the game that he played after his dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know if Brett Favre was going to play. And we played in Oakland. We played um, out there. And they, you know, the black holes, we usually, you don't want to be the team going in there, right? They're, they're, they're cheering. You know, your player gets hurt. They're cheering it for it because they, that's just the type of fans they are. Like, screw your team. But during this game, they showed a lot of love and support for Brett Favre. When he threw touchdown passes, they were celebrating with him. He threw like five touchdown passes that night. It was one hell of a game. He, he went off on that game and um, I will respect the Raider fan base ever for ever for that memory of them had they had signs. Uh, um, you know, we love you, Brett. We're here for you. And I just thought that was really awesome of them. I know why you don't like them. And I get it being divisional rival, <laughs> um, but uh, I just thought that was a class act of them. And I will always respect the, the Raider fans for that, what they did for Brett Favre because Brett Favre is my favorite player. And the reason I'm a, I'm a Packer fan. So, um, I'll, I'll give the fans that. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, man. So I will say, yeah. I will say for that, awesome. You know, but like regarding team, right? And I don't know if they'd have done it for a division if it was uh, you know, probably John Elway, and they probably well, would have done that. <laughs> but they did it for Brett Favre, and I I always rem- will remember that. So I respect them. I don't. I don't. Their team is decent, and they're they're, they're coached pretty good with with um, Chucky out there, but uh, um, we'll see what they are. And I, but I just think the Chiefs win this game. And, um, but yeah, that's going to be this episode of Watts Playbook um, number 27, Jeff. We're almost at 30. Um, and yeah, um, I don't crazy. know if you have any, any finishing words here for us, but. Um, Not much. Mike, just, uh, just stay safe and, you know, kind of just, get through the end of the year you know everybody's trying to get through the end of the year so i think if we can make it through all this stuff then there shouldn't be anything anybody can't get through at this point you know yeah yeah they're they're talking i hear rumors of another shutdown coming because of spike and you know we've gotten through one shutdown and um so if we have to go through another one god god willingly we have to go through another one um I hope you guys, you know, prepare again. I hope you guys have a job and, and continue to, you know, put food on the table. Uh, that's a big concern and our economy and, and everything else. And so, um, yeah. but, um, 
you know, continue to, to, to pray for all you guys out there and, and, um, to stay safe and, and wash your hands, wear your mask, all that jazz. And hopefully, <laughs> um, by the, by the, by hopefully next year, we'll see this start going away and, um, get back to school. Schools here in Texas are starting to send kids home and shut down again. And, and so it's just a lot of craziness going on, but, um, we, we've, we've gone through it once. We've kind of know what we're getting our foot into and hopefully yeah. we can learn from that and, and keep on going. Cause that's all we can do. Um, but, um, you know, share this, share this guys with us, share this with your friends, watch this playbook. We're all over. Jeff has been actually playing the PS five and putting it on Watson's playbook. Uh, Twitch stream. He's been so. If you want to see that Astros play world or um, anything like that, just been playing that and, and doing a fantastic job of streaming that up there for you guys. The Watson's Playbook Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us our emails at Watson's Playbook at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to do so. Thanksgiving's coming up in a, um, next next week. Yes, and uh, it's my favorite holiday of the year, Jeff. I love it getting together with the family. Feeling it, um, feeling our belly with food, watching some football. It doesn't get better, much better than that at all. Uh, at all. right around the, right around the corner. So, you know, it's, it's a good time of year. Um, and I just hope you guys stay safe and have a good Thanksgiving and, um, have a good Christmas. But, uh, of course we will have an episode out next week before Thanksgiving comes. So, um, but all right, man, I appreciate you jumping on again with me this week and hope you have a good, uh, evening and good rest of the week. All right, you too. Stay safe. Take care. Yes, sir.